Ray Rice joins us every week to talk some Ravens football. We go out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline where Ray joins us now. And Ray, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. So uh, give me take me into the mind of a player here. Ravens, another double-digit lead, another double-digit lead blown. You're standing on the sidelines. Is that thought starting to seep in as now this has happened three times? Yeah, I mean, as a player, you get to a point where, like, like, there's no knock on the coaches at this point. Like, you just get to that point where, like, you come together in the locker room and you have some real talks. Hmm. You really do. You really hash it out. Like, that's when, you know, we had guys like Ray Lewis, every, you know, Suggs, and those guys would, you know, pull the team together because, I mean, the, ultimate, the hardest thing to do in any professional sport is pull multiple personalities together, guys who play the different places of the world and try to bond them together. You're talking about ideology differences, but obviously you see the great teams that do it. And, and it's hard because, you know, that's a, the Ravens are a good football. And what we're seeing is just them not finishing games. And as much as, like, everyone's going to put the blame on Lamar, like, the thing that makes him special, sometimes it looks like it come back to bite him because he's yeah. always looking to make the play. And that's something that, you know, as a playmaker, it's when is it time, when is it not time. For him, it's always time to make a play. So I don't think, you know, he changes his mindset. But I also think, you know, I don't think he changes his mindset. I think he changes, you know, the approach on, you know, when it's time to make that play, when it's time to, you know, not push so hard. Well, Ray, something that will help the Ravens close out games is having an effective run game, particularly from their running backs, Gus Edwards. This is his third week back at practice. He hasn't been officially activated off pop, but his return seems imminent. Uh, what does Gus Edwards' addition mean for this team moving forward? Honestly, I think it makes a great addition. I mean, but that's not to say, look at what Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. has been able to do. You know, the guy looks like, you know, we could look at him week one, and obviously he just got got there. But he looks like he learned the offense, and now he's playing at a high level, which I know he still has a lot of gas left. So adding another piece to the puzzle, depending on how he's used, you know, I, I don't think like Kenyon Drake is somebody that you just want off the field. Like he's earning playing time by showing how versatile he is. And I think that you know, um, I mean, y'all watch the same film that I watch mm. or watch the game. Yeah. He looks damn good out yeah. there. Well, I was going to ask you about him, Ray, because that, that they got more out of the pistol runs in this game than I think we've seen in a while. And it seems like, you know, some of the option stuff is cooking again. And, and I'm wondering if some of that has to do with Ronnie, some of that has to do um, with Drake getting a little more familiar with, you know, the different stuff that Greg Roman has cooking, what do you what do you what do you say? I mean, if you look at it, if you remember him at Alabama, he was a one cut guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that through all the backs that they've had at Alabama, 
he was the one that was the burner. He was the one that was 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 making moves and can hit the home run. So I like – I think this scheme fits him really well. I think because his ability to be able to – if I watched the play where he got so skinny during a hole and then he just hit it. You know, it gives safety – safeties can't even respond to how fast he was able to, you know, like slow too fast through. So, I, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to get him off the field the way he's playing. Ray, uh, the Ravens signed a guy that was playing back when you were playing, and Deshaun Jackson. I, I heard we heard Ed Reed, or uh, we played a cut he earlier in the show talking about the the corners better have their Lamborghini shoes on when going against him. How much of an impact do you think Deshaun Jackson can make? Uh, pure burning. I, I mean, I love D Jack, man. He's not only he's a you know a, I know him as a person, so I always always admire the guy. But what he's able to do. At this point in his career, him still having the Jets that he has, like it reminds me of when, you know, we kind of got Jacoby Jones, and he still had a lot of gas left. And with his speed, it changes the game. You know, there's no, there's no, ain't no, ain't no such thing as single covering a guy like that because right. he's just that fast. Well, Ray Ronnie Stanley, he got pretty much the entire load of the snaps over the weekend because Morgan Moses went down with that heel injury and he he looked pretty good and he looked yeah. pretty good the prior week against the Bengals and I believe this offensive line has been such a pleasant surprise especially from a pass blocking standpoint what have you seen out of that unit up front I think they're always a collaborative group you know I think any offensive line there's, there's certain pieces of that line that you just – when you have a Ronnie Stanley back in there, it changes the whole game because, like, he's one of the most athletic linemen in the NFL, you know, and he's – you know, everybody's been waiting to see him. But I think, like, like I said, I'm happy that he's out there and he's not just out there. Like, he looks good at what he's doing. That shows that he's – he rehabilitated his butt off, and he's just not out there because he wants to be out there. He's out there because he's fully, you know, rehabilitated, and obviously I'm sure he missed the game. And when you're playing in games, you just want to get to the next week. But he's trying to help his team win. And I think that, you know, as fans, as somebody who's been in the locker room before, like, yeah, you – we look for – every single crack or loophole for when they don't win. But when they lose, it's easy to target, you know, the guys that's out there playing. But Ronnie Stanley has been a bright spot in there. I'm even saying, like, I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson has been a bright spot, even through all the woes. You know, I look at his growth from the last three years of – the guy being told he couldn't pass the ball. Now he's throwing the hell out of the ball, and he's human. We get a couple of human errors, and, you know, so he's going to deal with that. But that's what the greats do. The greats get have to deal with that because he's that good. So, like I said, he's that good. So I'm sure he understands this is a big boy business. It's not going to affect him. He'll continue to play ball. But when you're that good, you're going to get the highest of highs in criticism. 
you're going to get the lowest of lows in criticism. And it's not even about finding a happy medium. It's just going out there, putting your hard hat on, and, you know, trying to go 1-0 and every week. Ray, you obviously have some unique sort of insight and a portal into John Harbaugh's psyche. How do you think he's approaching this this week? Obviously, there's frustration with a team that hasn't played smart football and hasn't found ways to win. Um, do you think he's loving them up? Do you think it's a little tough love? Um, any sort of insight and in, in how you think he's handling this sort of team that's become its own worst enemy at critical times? Honestly, I think he's handling it by what he said what he said on an interview. He said that the buck stops with the head guy. I think that was one of the most stand up things that you want from a head coach. Like he's not at the end of the day, you want somebody that's gonna stand in the line of fire for you and with you. So this ain't back in the day football where I don't think a harder practice, this is just me, I don't right, think a harder right. practice or tackling or doing anything like that says where the guys out makes sense. Like I said, I think the things that have to get discussed, they discussed internally, and everybody's going to be on the same page. And like I said, I'm going to say it again, I'm glad this is happening now. Yeah and not week 14. Right. You know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, that's what I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, later in the year, man, like, you don't want these kind of problems late in the year. You want them now. They didn't even have their bye week yet. So, if we can get this hashed out, if they could come out of this stretch, I mean, I don't like the forecast, but when <laughs> the next two, I mean – you're going in the bye week sitting pretty. Ray, finally, uh, this Sunday, the Ravens will be honoring the 2012 Super Bowl champs, a team you were a part of. Uh, they get honored at halftime. Fans are getting a replica banner. Uh, I guess you're going to a lot of the games now, but this one, this one will be especially special for you, I'd expect. Yeah, this one's special. I mean, just to get back with the guys, like I said, I mean, Super Bowls are hard to come by. And we were one of the teams that, like I said, <laughs> you put a bunch of the, you put a bunch of personalities together during a span of training camp. Like guys ain't with each other all the time, but I mean, you think about that ride we had. We had Ray's every game after he tore his arm could have been his last game, and I think that you know it became that much more special to send him out the right way. And, you know, to be a part of some special moments, like, I don't usually say it, but, I mean, to have Hey Diddle Diddle, <laughs> like, to have Jacoby Jones with the Mile High Miracle, man, to uh, see my high school coaches in the stands with their shirt off after we beat New England, I mean, you don't get much better than that. And go to New Orleans and uh, walk off the field with my daughter, and she was born a year before that, so now – Ten years later, I got a ten-year-old that I'm talking about. Dad, Raven, uh, you know, I won the Super Bowl, and you know, the year before we lost to New England. A year later, I was rolling around in confetti with you, Ray. You, you mentioned 2011. I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It's kind of a debate sometimes among fans. 
I, I personally think the 2011 team had more talent than the 2012 team. Uh, obviously, 2012, you brought home the hardware, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I could I could see that comparison. I could see that comparison. Um, I think with 2012, we had more at stake knowing that it was raised last year. So I think that when you talk about effort and execution and, like, figuring it out, because we hit a hard, like, if anybody remembers that year, we stumbled, man. Mm. We hit a hard patch, too. And there were times where it just didn't feel good. But I do remember moments in that season where we had leadership come in the locker room and it was no coaches meetings and it was like a lot of hard conversations saying like, yo, we all we got out there, man. We don't give a damn what the coaches call, what play call. It's about do we want to do this together or are we going to stray apart? And I think that we obviously chose the route that we wanted. And I think everybody was rewarded that season with a lot of adversity. But you've seen a team that battled. You've seen a team that sacrificed. And that's football for you. They don't happen often. Yeah, we see all this stuff, you know, with the dynasties and all that stuff. But, I mean, the Ravens, we got two Super Bowls here. And they were both hard tasks, like, there is nothing easy about being a Baltimore Raven. So embrace the journey. We will go through ups, downs, highs, and lows. But quite frankly, that's been the history of Baltimore. And I don't think we're going to, like, we wouldn't, it wouldn't even feel good to have a straight path to the, to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, it, like you, you know how that goes, right? It wouldn't even feel that good because this is Baltimore. This is a city that, you know, that we just battle through things, man. And I think that's the beauty in the city is that, you know what, you got a tough, you got a tough, hard-nosed football team who you're not seeing them getting blown out. You're seeing them one or two blades making the difference. And if, if or when they figure it out, I mean, we'll all be happy. Ray Rice, always a pleasure, buddy. We will talk to you next week. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure.